Hi, I'm William Stone Greenhill, and this is Christ and Jeffries. Hello. And I figured uh, I didn't. Last time we did William versus Hermione, and we really didn't do that justice. So uh, I'd like to give it another shot, if that's okay with all of you. We're gonna just think that you said yes anyway, and we're gonna go ahead. Okay, so uh, let's talk about some of the circumstances where we and Greenhill and Hermione Granger might team up. Yeah, well, they're they're both kind people, very kind, strong people. So, um, and they're both gather, very clever. Yeah, I gather they would be better as a team than as enemies. Yeah, but the only way I can see them fighting is if we are really broke into Hogwarts. That is true. Which is something you definitely do. <laughs> he would, he would, but I don't think they would. I don't. I don't, I think they would fight until they got to know each other. Just yeah. because they don't know each other. It's very hard to determine who's evil and who's not. Okay, so I figured we'd have the fight tape base in Prisoner of Azkaban where everyone's a bit jittery. Mm-hmm. Well, everyone's on on their uh, hinds looking for Sirius Black and worried that Voldemort has returned. and So everyone's a bit on edge. And then all yeah. of a sudden this new character just pops out of nowhere. Yeah, so shall we begin? William Greenhill is creeping through the halls with a, shall we say, a sword and a candle going, come out, come out, little mousey. I'm going to do Crookshanks' job. <laughs> then the whiny's like, who are you? Do you want to take it from here? Oh, yeah, she'd be like, I believe that you are past protocol and children, students are supposed to be in bed by now. Well, she is very to the book. Fair enough. Well, uh, I'm not a student, so checkmate. Then I would kindly ask you why you are on Hogwarts property if you are not a student. I snuck on. Tell oh. So I believe that we should go have a word with the principal then, shall we? Dumbledore? Yep, Dumbledore himself. Or perhaps I should wake Miss McGonagall. Okay, uh, I'm sorry, but I'm kind of trying to save the ent- this entire planet right now, so I can't let you do that. What do you mean, save the entire planet? Here's a bunch of documents detailing for exactly who I'm looking for. By the way, do not let Harry compete in the Trial Wizard tournament. Harry doesn't. Students under 16 are not allowed to. I believe that's a recent addition to the rules, not an old one. Oh, okay, okay. That sounds funny. Though he said he wasn't going to, but if he does, then I suppose I will warn him not to. But still, how do you know, Harry? How do you know of the school? If you are not a student here, are you a muggle? Uh, I'm muggle-based, well, human-based, but I'm not either a wizard or a muggle. I'm kind of an author, but uh, my parents are dependent on special magic rings, if you will. Uh, Do you want to just fight and see who wins? Depending. Are you here for trouble or are you here for help? I'm here to kill scabbers! Okay, that's Ron's fussy. rats. <laughs> that's fussy more than it sounds. 
Okay, yeah, it's much less evil than it sounds. But I'm sorry, so I cannot allow you to step more foot onto this property more than you have, so prepare yourself. Uh, a real combatant doesn't, and then he strikes forward with a Greek fire to try and blast her out. Oh, I see you aren't some ordinary muggle. Indeed. Indeed, but don't diss muggles. I am a, I am a muggle-born myself, sire. So she would try to hit you with a stupefy. We would dodge. Mm. Well, well, there's nothing to take out of your hand, so I can't expel the armor, so you cannot to make this slide. So should you use levitation on William? She would use levitation on William, yes. So what would he count that with? Uh, let's see. He could. He wouldn't try and attack her because you know he could just redirect his body. Yeah. He might try and anchor himself to the ground. Mm. <laughs> so maybe you touch the roof and start throwing a window all over the place. How are you not flying? <laughs> I am flying. I'm just attached to the roof. So maybe we'll try to counter with a reducto to stop you from throwing your wind power everywhere. And so she's dropped the levitation charm? Yep, she's dropped the levitation charm. Wind duck thunder. <laughs> and starts deflecting the reducto into his hand. Mm-hmm. This is a point where Hermione would be starting to realize he's not an ordinary wizard, seeing how he's deflecting reductos with his hand using what she would believe to be wandless magic. Mm-hmm. That's right. Then maybe some cool theme music would start playing. Yeah, well, they could start doing some zap zaps back and forth. You can imagine them zapping around. Until tries to. Teleports from attack for attack to try and get up close. Do you think, Hermione? I happen to know of a spell. Let me get a Harry Potter wand to demonstrate. He would go Ventus. She might go Ventus, mm-hmm. putting her arms in a V to create wind. Yeah. The spell can also be used to encircle enemies in air. Oh, right, right, right. Well, that could work. But this could go on for ages until eventually Miley just might yell out enough. Maybe William would have to start bringing out some more powerful abilities. Let's say time. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, uh, he might use the classic to reverse time maneuver, time tunnel. Yeah. But he gets out, travels back in time. Where it would leave Hermione sitting there going, where did he go? <laughs> He's disappeared. Then he goes for a sweeping kick to her head. Mm-hmm. That was a low move. Low blow, stranger. Low blow. And she was... blocked it with her wand? Yep. Do you think she could Trying be? to keep me off guard. <laughs> and William starts teleporting so quickly. Then William starts jumping between chaos voids, which are basically tears he makes in space-time. So he starts jumping between them so quickly that she can't land a proper strike in. 
And we guys, you can't operate on Hogwarts. So you can't match me. Does that sound scary? And the theme music continues playing. Hmm. Uh -huh. Maybe Hermione will say enough playing around and she'll try to a stronger, more stronger spells herself. Maybe a wide area spell. Mm -hmm. But aren't they in the corridors? Probably not a good idea. Yeah. To do a wide area spell. Or maybe she maybe McGonagall starts coming around the corner, and she's like, "Maybe we should take this outside, William." And they avoid McGonagall, and they go outside. Maybe she'd probably point her wand at this timekeeping kid. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She's like, "Uh oh." And starts throwing up sand and dust in the hall and then runs away as Hermione is in hot pursuit. Expel Yarmus! As she tries to shoot him down. Oh! And we guys, I've always wondered what would happen if someone expel, used Expel Yarmus in a different way on a practitioner. <laughs> I'm going to ask you one more time, she will say. Why are you here? I told you to kill Scanners, alter the timeline, and save the Wizarding World from untold horror. Killing a rat is not a good enough excuse to be in this property. Okay, do I need to explain who Scanners is? It's Ron's rat. I don't see I'm how a... important that is and how killing a rat will change the history in time. His name is Peter Pettigrew. Peter Pettigrew is dead. Yeah, right. <laughs> Who is Peter Pettigrew? <laughs> oh, no, this is no, this is before she finds out who they are. Oh. Remember? Yeah. Ask okay. Dumbledore. Who's Peter Pettigrew? Ask him. I and with I... that, I'll go forward in time a week, and you find out who Peter Pettigrew is. Here's a hint: he was a warden and aura of Merlin, and uh, I'll disappear now, <laughs> and he disappears a week into the future. Cool, huh? Mm-hmm. But where were they? Were they meet up on the same spot? It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't discussed where they would meet, or would he just pop up? Maybe he'd be like, "I am in the Gryffindor common room, scatters." Wait, that's not funny. It would be what? funny. Like then, Harry and that would be like a friend of yours, Hermione, is uh in the common room waiting for you. Oh, uh, I'm not expecting anyone. Cool, huh? It's a boy. <laughs> that sounds like Ron. That sounds like Ron. He'll be all jealous and mad. What a boy just goes around asking her out girls like you. Girls like me. What's that supposed to mean? Uh -huh. And then she'll walk downstairs and she'll say, You. It's you. Yes, you can call me Weird Green Hill of the Storyverse World. Pleasure. <laughs> have you... First item of business, have you figured out my power source so far? I have not, no. No, she probably would have figured it out. Oh, yeah, well, she's a, she, she's a bookworm, yeah. She's like, I don't know where you came from or when you came from. 
but you are still not welcome here. Or maybe she'd be like, I do not like the fact that you are breaking school rules. Because the wizarding world truly is in complete danger. Hold on. Three, two, one. Dumb bombs go off. So he goes, okay, we have privacy. <laughs> That's funny. Everyone's out of the common room. So why kill Peter Pettigrew? He's already dead. Technically speaking, he faked his own death. You see, it wasn't serious. And then he goes on with the whole explanation. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So you're trying to tell me that Ron's rat isn't actually Scabbers. It's an animagus of this person called Peter Pettigrew. Who frames Sirius as godfather and even Dumbledore as Duke. He's even more dangerous than Lucius Malfoy. Then a again, rat. <laughs> then again, that's not saying much. Could I just get Crunkshanks to eat him instead of saving him next time? Yeah, that's a good idea. Let that happen. Saves oh. you from hurting anybody. And Harry and were like, oh, golly. Ron was like, Scabbers? My Scabbers? I haven't seen him lately. <laughs> okay, I'm trapped. Do you have anything of his? I'm going to track his energy signature. Oh, uh, I have this. And he'll just produce something of Scabbers. Maybe like sca- of- I had some Scabbers poo, but goody. Ew. <laughs> Okay, Gordon. See ya. What a peculiar boy. <laughs> <laughs> you that, though. <laughs> and then Harry be like, your friends are weird, Hermione. <laughs> <laughs> He's not my friend. I don't know him. Boyfriend, then, Ron would say. <laughs> He's not that either. Oh, okay, then. So that would be funny. That would be a funny ending. Yeah. Like, I wonder if I'll ever see him again. All this talk about changing history. And then there's a note left on the table. And it says on the table, make a Harry Potter TV series doofuses at Warner Bros. <laughs> see, that would be funny. That would be really funny. That was a good one. Yeah, we did, we, we did that really well. Much better High than five. last time. High five. Good job. Because last time we didn't really rain too good for William's character. Should we go over William's character a bit? Yeah, sure. Tell me about his, his strengths more than his... Actually, no, we know a lot of his strengths. What is his weaknesses? Does he have many? Let's see. Well, let's start with some of the weaknesses of authorstry that you have brought into the category of. Yep. But he does a better job compensating for them for most authors. You see... While authors technically have the power of multiple universes, mm-hmm. they use the wrong power against the wrong opponent at the wrong time, they can just get killed. Yeah. If that makes sense, right? Get the picture. And well, we compensate for that pretty well. Uh, let's see. 
we might overthink things when underthinking things is simply like wrong. And one of these changes is is quite rash. Mm-hmm. But technically speaking, he was cursed to un- be unable to see through this event. Yeah. So basically, he can't see the story of this, right? And then the curse is broken, but he's 22 by that time. And so, here's what happens. He goes, he gets the curse breaking in a comic book store, and he goes to Cloud Nine. Well, alone to him, they're trying to set up students to go to bond with him who will break that curse. Yeah. Right? Does that make sense, right? And well, because they broke that curse, well, because they managed to break that curse, all the stuff, he then breaks the entirety of the curse. Well, with a little bit of help from Snow, okay, a lot of help from Snow. But uh, basically, he grows from a guy who's cursed to never be a part of this world mm-hmm. to one of the most significant parts and one of the most significant bloodlines. Does that make sense? And well, he's a veteran of the Second Shakespearean War. Does that make sense? Yeah. And well, he's that it all pans out quite interestingly. Does that make sense? But uh, here's a question. Let's say if an animagus turns into something like, uh, let's say if an animagus turns into a dinosaur, eats someone, turns back to human size, does the human blow up? Because they've got a human inside them. Yeah. That makes sense. Like, uh, if you turn into a dinosaur or a giant and you eat someone mm. or eat something bigger than you, yeah, would you blow up if you shrunk down? Maybe, depending on if your digestive system has already started digesting it. If you've eaten it and then waited a while and then shrunk down, probably not. Probably. You'd be extremely fuller. Yeah. Because your stomach would be tiny. But if you just eat someone immediately and then shrink down immediately, you'd blow up. Yeah, fair enough. Anyway. That's it for today. But uh, do you have any closing thoughts or questions? Preston? I do not. So I thank you. I think we did a very good job there, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening, and stay in the Storyverse.